0: In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinus was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our newborn Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The call came on Christmas Day. There was noise of merrymaking in the background. Christmas was being celebrated, but it was not a Christmas place, not for her. Then her tearful request, Dad, please say something about the meaning of Christmas. Oh, my. I reached for the simple truth of Christmas. Darling, i said it is the birthday of life and hope. It is the day God came to be with us deep, deep in our flesh. And then we cried together, those most exquisite tears of all, the tears of shared joy, knowing that our love as father and daughter was in that moment sanctified forever by the immeasurable love of God. So we say the simple truth of Christmas, because it is clear, straightforward truth, that goes to the heart of human hopes. O little town of Bethlehem, we sing, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in you tonight. Yet though simple to state, it is astounding to contemplate God deep in our flesh, God with us as a baby, vulnerable, dependent for life on his parents, not knowing in his infant humanity the destiny that awaits him. Luther's, Luther's Christmas thoughts fit here, I think. Luther said, There the guests were in the inn, guzzling and carousing, and unmindful of the wonder that was taking place in their midst. And she laid him in a manger. Why a manger? Because she didn't have a cradle. She didn't have anything. No warm water, no cold water, no pan, no towels, no table, nothing that our German women have at such a time as this. I marvel that the little fella didn't freeze to death and I don't know how Mary knew what to do. She'd never had a baby before and don't think it didn't hurt her. She was flesh and blood. But God is amazing. He sends a little baby as weak as an earthworm lying in the feed box of a donkey and that little baby crunches the devil's back and overcomes all the power of hell and sin and death. So Luther. Yes, vulnerable. God, deep in our flesh, exposed to all the evils of human rejection and cruelty, which we know the babe of Bethlehem would grow up to experience. The baby Jesus, born of Mary, who was a a young woman of simple status, and her husband, Joseph, a poor village carpenter. And they, too, were vulnerable in the, to the harsh realities and uncertainties of the world, having little power and no influence. But why this vulnerability? Why, why did God allow it? it? Is not the God we think of a God who is all-powerful? We cannot fathom the mind of God but we can know what God reveals of God's self. And what God reveals is love, pure, unalloyed, unconditional love. The love, to love is to be vulnerable. To love is to be vulnerable, so God makes God's self vulnerable. You can't love if you want to control the ones you love. Love wills the freedom of the other as well as the well-being of the other. And willing the freedom of the other takes the risk of hurt and rejection. And so it is with God's love. It is open to rejection and betrayal. And the babe of Bethlehem would grow up to feel the pain of betrayal and the pain of death, a pain felt in the very heart of God's life. But this love of God is fierce love. It is relentless love. Whatever we might say about God's unlimited power, we know for sure that God's power is the power of love. And it's all-powerful love. It is an unstoppable love. So says the Lord this holy day, I will enter your world, the world of my creation. I will enter the flesh of your apostasy And your cruelty and your idolatry, I will enter the flesh of your death, and I will suffer it all and keep on loving you until I have loved you into eternal life. My love is fierce and unstoppable, says the Lord. Many years later, I was with my Christmas caller, now happily engaged in a wonderful church with her husband and daughter. I was on hand for the children's Christmas pageant. My granddaughter was Mary, of course. The church had a stock of animal costumes for children to wear as animals at the manger. Oh, I think it was there was a donkey, a cow, maybe some sheep. However, in a spirit of inclusivity, the pastor in charge of the pageant said, that if any of you children have animal costumes of your own at home, you are welcome to wear them and be one of the animals at the manger. Well, one little boy took her up on that and came to the pageant in his own costume. It was the most noteworthy of all costumes. He came as an alligator. <laughs> now, I doubt that there were any alligators at the manger that night next to all those benign domestic farm animals. But then when I thought about it, I thought of the fact that the scope of Jesus' redemption is the whole creation. I thought, well, maybe these dangerous reptiles will be transformed in God's new creation as well, transformed like those most dangerous of all God's creatures, human beings. Indeed, each of us may at times be tempted to think that we do not fit in at the manger either, unworthy of company with the innocent Christ child. And yet we are invited to come to him because he comes to us. We are invited, every last one of us. There are none that do not fit in, So after the humor of the little boy's alligator alligator suit has worn off, the message he unwittingly brought remains. All are invited. All fit in. We are invited to come to him once again tonight, and he does come to us, really present in the bread and the wine of the Eucharist, lifting the burden of sin off our backs and uniting us with him and each other in the bonds of love. He is here tonight for us as he was in Bethlehem. Say something about the meaning of Christmas. Oh, my. Oh, my loved ones of God, it is the birthday of life and hope. It is the day God came to be with us deep, deep in our flesh. And that is the simple truth of Christmas. It is yours to have, and it is yours to share. I am sure as I think back on that long ago phone call that we were at the manger together in those moments. Being, in the, being at the manger is not just then, it is also now. So, welcome to the manger. It is so wonderful that you are here, and Merry Christmas.